I mean, it was a hit. It was. It, it finally happened. I mean, some some might say it was never going to happen, like I did in the pontificate. Do you give me credit because I put that in pontificate for the, in the in the weekly chalk bomb that that uh, you, you may never credit for shitting on me? I know that you secretly wanted me to continue the losing streak. You did. No, nobody did. Yes, you did. Nobody did. No. You one hundred percent did. I know you did. And that's terrible of you. That's terrible. No, of you. no. Listen, it's it is. Um, it, you said it's, stuff in the in the Discord and the Nut Hut. I know, I know. You, I didn't say anything little, in the Discord. What did I say in the all, Discord? I got screenshots. All your little, all your little Pat minions were like talking shit and acting like they really wanted me to win, and I could. I know they did. I know you guys wanted to continue to go on forever. But now I'm back to square one. Lucas Glover was a 45 unit hit, which is exactly how many units I was down. I was down 40, and I spent five last week. So now I am break even. And, and people on Twitter are like, golly, imagine celebrating breaking even. Well, yeah, dude. I mean, it, it, the first time in four years, the card was set up to be horribly negative in, in the negative. And, and now, even if I lose out this week, like for the, for the four years I've been doing this, it's still way up. And it was going to be like dude, a little bitty up. So it's a huge win. Here's the question. Here's here's the question. Because I know there's an outside chance that if you hit one this week, that uh, you could surpass my card. Now I'm I'm up forty five point seven five units on the season, right? So is there some strategy involved? And in, I mean, you're you're talking about me like not wanting you to win. Like I mean, is there some strategy involved in me? No, 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 win? no. I, I, that is very different. Me wanting to catch you and be competitive in this thing. And the crazy story that it would be is one thing. You wanting me to stay in the hole, not win. That's not true. But look, here's the thing. All right, if you don't bet at all this week, you break even for the year, and you get to say, well, I was even for the season. Or you you put, you know, you do a normal card, and you're down for the season if you don't hit it. I am 100% doing a card. Okay. The worst case scenario here is I as I, I end the season down five units. Like, dude, I've been living with the fact that I could be ending the season down fifty units for the last few weeks. Yeah. So down five is nothing, and especially compared to the to the three previous four previous seasons, three pre- previous seasons up multiple unit like double digit units. Then we're still net very nice. We're still very nice. And so if I'm down five units, I'm down five units. But I, I'm going to take the shot that I can surpass or equal you if you don't hit a winner because that would be knuck and fucks is what that would be. Yeah. Well, 
we'll see what happens. I feel pretty good. I actually got a lot of my card built already. And uh, so I feel good now about you, it. You have to commit because you need to be you need to be honest here, Pat. Don't 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 f around with this because it, this will come back and get you. You you can't like you can't stymie this. You know you can't wait and see who I put out and then you Matt, you just put out the no, same no, damn card. No no no. I've I'm gonna I've got a card here. It, actually, I thought about this because I, I figured you might question my tactics a little bit. So I've got most of my card done. So if there's if there's some similarities, then that's fine. But it's it just is what it is. All right. So the, everything's on the up and up. And uh, but I, I do think. Um, am I hosting this show? Like, what are, what are we doing here? Like, yeah. Uh, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, yeah. My my sound is bad because of the hotel situation. I'm in Chicago. I'm ready for the BMW championship. Technology's been terrible to us. Pat is going to kind of have to host the show. So Pat, you're going to have to fire some 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 images i can't i can't wait to actually see it myself normally you only have to do it when i'm not here but you're gonna have to fire some images and kind of lead the way here or or i can try to lead the way and you can fire the images as i go yeah well when we get to ads you're gonna have to start those um and then um and talk about them but i can i can lead us into it and i can Mm -hmm. fire up the images i can make that happen for us um i think i think i can do that um yeah, I mean, you. What else went on for you this week, though? Because you had a good week. You had a lot going for you. Um, yeah. The WPL. You know, you had it. You had a winning bet uh, with the WPL, um, the World Putting League, um, and some other things. So let, let's talk a little bit about. Let's make this about DB at the start of the show because you finally hit a winner. So. Thank you. Yes, I mean, if we're looking down the board, I, I obviously I don't. I really don't want to stop. Well, I, I I do want to mention one other guy. Well, two other guys. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna take over here. Lucas Glover, obviously, right? But there were there were two other guys I banged the drum for this this week. Cam Davis, who was my absolute lock. I mean, you liked him too. A lot of people liked him. So it wasn't anything crazy, but like he was my lock. Top 20, top 30. Um, you know, the, the hammer down crew. I sent Tone Diggs a text on Wednesday. I said, I got two bets for you. Sam Burns 40 to 1, which that that sucked. And then I said, but my lock is Cam Davis at plus money, top 30. Cam D did his thing. Um, and then Taylor Moore. Taylor Moore, and, and you know, I went back and watched last night. You and I both like Taylor Moore. So this is, not, this is not a DB thing. You and I both liked him on the show. We talked about him on the show. Uh, I continued that, that affection as I dug into the numbers. He was one of my sleeper picks along with Siwoo Kim in the sleepers video. Uh, our boy Spaz uh, threw out a, a poll in the general chat in the Discord to say, like, he was your – Who's your winner? Who's your fade? Who's your plums play? Who do you feel it in your plums? Taylor Moore was that guy for me. I talked about him on the chat. I, I really liked Taylor Moore all week. I did not want him to spoil the party and beat Luke Glover, which he, he thankfully very swiftly exited on Sunday. Um, but it was a good it was a good time. I, I hit four guys out of five on the SoBet top 30 round robin exclusively, now up 6.6 units on SoBet. So that was beautiful. Made some money there on, on SoBet. What else, Pat? I mean, Cam, Cam Davis was one of the bets on the golf bet video for the PGA Tour. Yeah. Um, do we have some? I had a I had a run in the in the Mayo. I mean, but it, I had to have things just just right. I was in like third or fourth place when they teed off yesterday. But I needed I needed Glover to win, or no, in that contest because of ownership and because the guys in front of me, I needed Spieth to win, Glover to finish second, Fleetwood to finish tied for second or third. Didn't happen, but it still had a good DFS week. Uh, all in all, man, it was a fantastic weekend for your boy. The Glover sweat was real, and I, and that's not a joke about his pants. I mean, it was it was real on my end as well. Yeah, 
Um, real all the way, all the way around. Very real, especially mm-hmm. around his ass and crotch. It was very real yeah. there. But it was, um, dude, it was an electric day. It, my son, Colin, sweated it out with me, which he normally doesn't. He, he'll ask me about it, see who's got, you know, who do I have or whatever. But he knows I've been in a hole. He, knows he stopped asking. He got to wear Yeah, yeah it, you know, I don't, it felt kind of like, yeah. it felt kind of like, like, you know, like a late tiger when, you know, Charlie hadn't seen him win in a minute. And he just wanted Charlie to see him win because Charlie couldn't remember when he won. He was too little. And Collins was kind of the same way. He's like, dang, my dad hadn't hit a bet in a while. I kind of want to watch this. So Collins, you know, Collins kind of got in the trenches with me yesterday afternoon and watched it with me. And now I, I did realize this about myself, though, Pat. Um, this is a, uh, what, what, what did I say? I used a word for it earlier today. And I was like, damn, I like that word. But now I can't remember what word I used. Um, in terms of like the style of bet sweater I am. Because um, I was sweating it with Collins yesterday. And Collins was very, he was like, Dad, what is your problem? You are, you are negative. Yeah, um, I would, I was about to say negative is one, one word you could use in there. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of, my bet sweat method is constant loser. That, that's how I do it. So every shot Lucas Glover hits. Oh, let me tell you this. I did have a moment yesterday. I, dude, I was in, I was in sync telepathically yesterday. When Glover stepped on the tee on 14, the par three. Mm-hmm. I'm standing up talking to Collins in the living room. He's, he asked me a question about something not even golf related. Hey, dude, isn't deja vu like the craziest thing? I, it's crazy. Mm. I, I, had, I had deja vu of, of looking at him, him asking me whatever this question was, then looking back up at the screen and seeing Lucas Glover hit it in the water. Okay. He, he asked me the question. I stop him. I go, dude, I just had this deja vu moment where you asked me that question. And now Lucas is about to hit his ball in the water. He is like standing on the tee, like talking to his caddy about what they're going to do. He's like, what? What are you talking about? I'm explaining to him what deja vu is. Lucas Glover proceeds to hit it in the water. Not even close. And Collins is just like, holy crap, my dad's a psychic, you know? Um, I mean, that's kind of real psychic stuff. That's not like thinking in your mind that you're watching Jeopardy. You know, like when you're watching Jeopardy, like the daily double's about to come out. And you just know, like, you're like, oh, that's a daily double. Like, yeah, yeah, you know that square is it. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're right about that. Like when you feel it, right when he's like, "Okay, yeah. that'll be uh, that'll be famous uh, statue wieners for 400." You're mm-hmm. like, "Damn, that's about to be a daily double." Yeah, you know it in your mind, but that, but you were like way ahead of that, dude. I was like 30 seconds ahead, mm. and then he hits it in the water. And so, so anyway, like my my sweat my 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 bet sweat method is to dog the guy I, I need and. Everything that everybody else is doing is going in. Like, I mean, I just, dude, how insane were those putts he made late? It, it, that's what made me feel like it was going to happen for you was when he was making these putts right after you would negatively text me. He he was draining these putts for, I mean, even just the one for bogey, which really should have been a double bogey on the hole he hit it in the water in. I mean. Everything was just lining up for him to win. I mean, it was it was happening. Now, nobody was really thinking Cantlay was going to come in there and do what he did, yeah. which was fantastic. I mean, he and then that. I mean, the tee shot in the playoff was a little too aggressive, I would say. But standing on number when 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 they when they were teeing off when they were like getting in out of the golf cart on the first hole of the playoff, I looked at Collins and said, 
somebody's sitting in the water on this tee shot. He's like, Dad, nobody's sitting. He's, he'd been watching all these tee shots. He's like, nobody's sitting in the water. They're not going to do that. I said, yes, Oh, except are. for Jordan. Jordan Spieth did. That's true. Jordan, good Lord. I, he missed that shot. I said, yes, they are. This is in a playoff. This is happening. So one of these guys is sitting in the water. And then Cantlake does it. But then I said, th- then I was not going to celebrate. I mean, in the nut hut, people were pulling for me and going crazy and already kind of victory lapping. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, he, this dude could hit this thing super close, make the putt for par. It'll be just my luck that it happens that way. So I was not counting anything. And then when Cantlake was standing over that putt after Lucas gave him the read, I mean, his ball literally nestles up an inch in front of Glover's. I told Collins, I'm like, this is over. Like, he's going to make this putt. They're going to re-tee. And Lucas is gonna is gonna lose this. It's over. Like that's just how I do it. That's how I sweat best. Is I, I'm constantly on the verge of losing it. It's going to happen. So that that then if it doesn't, I can just I can go nuts. And then when that ball just barely inched past the hole, I had to run outside and scream and go crazy because my wife would have been pissed at me. It's it's just how it goes. But it was a great great afternoon. It I love my- the golf sweat. The go- there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. And now you may go on a run. Who knows? It, it could happen. I mean, that's that's how these things work in the outright wor- world. Uh, I got a couple down the boards. And then I – listen, it's the BMW Championship. There is a 50-man field. Um, we're going to talk about some stuff. We're going to give some picks out, right? We're going we're gonna to yep. do our – this is, by the way, a combined show, DFS and betting. Um, so we're going to do all of that, but we can talk about stuff because, look, it's only 50 people. Um, my down, I got a couple down the boards. One is Jordan Speed drives me up. I mean, I wrote about this in our PGA Tour article. Like, he is literally, I mean, it is a roller coaster is the best way to put it for Jordan Speed. I mean, that is what he is. You got him in an, as an outright. You're like, hey, this is awesome. You know, he misses an easy birdie putt on, on the first hole on, on Sunday, and you're like, this is going to end. And then all of a sudden, he comes back with two straight birdies. He does all the right things to get himself in position, and then he does a lot of stupid crap. He hit the ball pretty bad, I thought, despite. Early, too well, early. but his, but, but I mean, his driver was, he had the driver on a string for pretty much the whole day. I mean, 18 yeah. was bad, but you know, I was texting you cause you had speed on the card and I'm like, dude, I, before, even before the round, you're like, I don't even think, I'm like, dude, I think speed has a great chance at this, especially the way he's hitting it. And then as the round progressed to see him hit that driver, wherever he wanted to, it really felt like. Dude, Jordan, Jordan is going to be right in this thing. And he found himself right in it, and then he ejected. I mean, yeah. but I, to, to see Spieth hit the driver like that, even in, even in glimpses or spurts, is pretty I – think, I think if he continues that, he's going to be something – he's going to be a threat the next couple of weeks. I, I agree. He still hit two in the water off the tee. Now, I don't know if one of those was on a par three or not. I, I, don't, I, was, I wasn't watching all of it, but I know he hit two, two in the water off the tee. Um, it, it may have been. Especially, on, I mean, obviously, I saw 18. A um, couple other things down the board, very down the board. One, Hideki closing strong with, like, three straight yeah. birdies to make it in the top 50, which I thought – and I think Hideki could be a little bit of a factor this week. We'll get into that. And then we had all this talk about Andrew freaking Putnam. I mean, uh, if you were listening last week, we were trying to – and there was, there is another Putnam we found out. Michael Putnam was on, was on tour. I don't know where he is now. I don't know. But Andrew Putnam getting in and making it into this field, and now he's going to be in all the elevated events, or excuse me, the what do they call them? Signature, signature events. events now. And so now you got Putnam, who I, I, have we even, like, what has he even done all year? And this guy I, somehow made it into the top 50. I had to go down the board with that one because it was just funny because we brought that up last week. And 
now here he is in this field. Yeah, thanks a lot, Liv. This is why this is why Andrew's here. Yeah. Um I, I don't I don't get it. it. It's still he still doesn't get me going. Yeah. Not yet. Maybe anyway. he will at some point, but no. Uh, that's down the board, presented by our friends at Leaderboard. By the way, update on Leaderboard. iOS app is ready. It's in beta right now, and you can you can join the beta if you go to the Leaderboard website. So click the link in the description. It'll take you to the Leaderboard website if you're on a desktop, and you can sign up to uh, go ahead and join the beta and download the iOS app immediately. It is uh, – I love it. it and, and the connection to our Discord, the Discord bot, is fantastic. We get to see how many, you know, how people play golf, and and the scorecard feature is fun. Um, it's it's just a great app. So it's free, free to download iOS or Android. Get a, get involved. The leaderboard app is our go-to when it comes to tracking our own game, our own stats, our own scores. It pushes everything to the USGA gen, so your handicap stays up to date. What I also love about it is I can keep my stats and choose not to push a score to gen so that I can continue sandbagging for our member guests in about six weeks, which I've continued to do. DB shot a little 78 the other day. Uh, is, that going to the, is that going to the GHIN? Uh, no, it is not. I just left that button turned off for the leaderboard. I don't know. There's smart people out there. They might, now that you said that, they might be able to <clears throat> hack into your, your GH. <laughs> your, your nah. and- well, I mean, and plus, like, how do they know I'm telling the truth? I could be lying. I could be trying to just, you know, make myself sound like a better golfer than I am for the camera. So you can't, only I, only me and the Lord know. So, yeah. well, anyways, that's the benefit of leaderboard app. Link in the description. Yeah. Um, dude. Uh, by the way, before we move on, um, we've got a big contest we announced last week, and uh, I just want people to know you are. This is going to be your best opportunity, probably, probably ever, to win. Um, to win the opportunity to come to the masters with me and Pat as our, as our very distinguished guests. Um, so if you don't get involved with that, you're missing out because it is that we're going to keep it limited. It's going to be limited. So all you got to do is download the SoBet app. The link is in the description. Check that out. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that contest here in a minute, but also with NFL season coming up, I want to announce this, this nut hut update because now I can announce a few different contributors we have for the, for the NFL season. Pat. So we already talked about the SoBet Saturdays that start on August 26th, one hour every every Saturday. SoBet sending in one of their handicappers to do a live chat with our Discord, uh, the premium paid side of the Discord, talk through the NFL slate, maybe some college football too, uh, betting, DFS, props, the work. But also, I've added three more, and this, we'll probably we'll probably cap it here. Our boy Kill Kenny, Kenny McCandress of the Moonshot. We know him and love him. Probably one of the best NFL handicappers in the game. Um, He's going to be strictly sports betting, uh, traditional betting, no DFS, no best ball or anything like that. But props, betting, Kenny McCandress crushes it. Made a bunch of people a bunch of money last year. He's going to be contributing. Uh, Alex Caruso, young kid, is killing it in the props game on prize picks, underdog, uh, all these other sites you can do that on. Alex Caruso is joining. He's going to be dropping some free picks in the Discord as well every week. And then our very own Chalk Bomb Ben, Ben Little. And if you're like, what, what, why do we care about what Ben Little does in NFL? Well, Pat, how much was it that Ben and his buddy won in the Circa Millions contest last year? That uh-huh. they, they entered the Circa Millions every year. And for the last two or three, they've cashed. And last year, I think they cashed, was it six figures? I'm pretty sure it was six figures. Yeah. They had a chance to win the whole damn thing. Yeah. 
and and they went to Vegas to pick up a nice mm-hmm. bit of coin. And if you're not familiar with the circuit circuit millions contest, I, I I think it's just you pick your three or four or five best NFL bets against the spread every week, and it's a running total. So Ben's going to drop all of his circuit millions picks in the Discord for you to tail if you if you if you're in. So. Uh, we're going to have a bunch of contributors in the NFL uh, this season. The NFL Tout channel is up and running in the Discord. Make sure that's visible to you and you're subscribed to the updates. It is a read-only for those of you not named Kenny Caruso or Ben Little. Um, but that is up and running, and I'm excited about it for the NFL season because it is, it is coming. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. It's good stuff, man. I'm excited about the NFL season, college football, all that kind of stuff coming up. By the way, we did have a uh, Nut Hut Listener League winner, DB. Uh, our boy AK. Our boy did AK, he send you a video? Yeah, I got it, and uh, you sent it to me too. And I was going to try to bring it up, but I don't. I don't know if I can do it. Um, all, all you do is go to. The, I can't do it. All you can do is go to the video source, hit the plus, and upload it. Okay. All right. So on, on the right, underneath where all the yeah, like, yeah, I got uh, it. Overlays got it. are okay. If you I'll want to try can... doing that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so our boy AK, Alan Klutz, uh, AK-47, Team DB guy, takes down the Nut Hut Listener League. And some of you guys just think the Nut Hut Listener League is, is just a free, dumb contest. But listen, we've been doing this for three or four years now. If you win the Nut Hut Listener League, we it is a, we like to say, most expenses paid trip. We're going to pay for your flight, your hotel, your golf, a lot of your food. Um, and bring you to either Augusta or Savannah for a nice, good, uh, good couple days of golf and and good times with me and Pat. And we've done it for a few years. We've always had some some great listeners win that contest. AK adds his name to the list. He had quite the lead built up going into into the finals last week, it, and it it, it 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 dissipated. But he ended up coming out on top, um, despite valiant efforts from Brandon and and John's there. Um. So AK takes it down, and we're all awaiting the announcement of where he wants to come because the winner gets to choose, you know, do I want to do Savannah, do I want to do Augusta, and then we start planning the trip. So, um, yeah, it's a big deal, and the only way you can play in it is if you're a member of the Discord, if you're a member of the Nut Hut, and that starts over in September for the fall swing. So um, get in it, get involved. Pat, any success? I feel like I got it. Let's see if okay. this works. Let's see. Let's see. Here's the what up, AK here, your 2023 Nut Hut Listener League champ. Coming to uh, let y'all know about what my big decision is going to be. Is it going to be Augusta or is it going to be Savannah? So I did some thinking and a uh, little backstory here. I told Pat at Golby's Cup that if I ever won the Nut Hut Listener League, I'd come to Savannah. And I'm a man of my word, Team DB, we're men of our word. And I'm coming to Savannah, AK and the Tour Junkies. I'm going to be taking Savannah by storm. I might have been the last man into the playoffs, but I'm the last man standing. I'll see you boys in Savannah. And uh, we going to tear it up good. See ya. <laughs> we going to tear it up good, baby. Uh, can you hear me? I can't, yeah. <clears throat> All of a sudden, gonna... that video changed it to my headphones. Awesome. We're going to tear it up good, baby. We're going to tear it up good. We're coming to Savannah. What? 
for for those of you curious, in the 54 seconds of that video, he said Savannah five times. I had the counter yeah. on that. But he's got the stogie. It looks like he's chugging some champagne. That was a AK. big old bottle of champagne. Dude, it's a thick, thick ass stogie too, huh? My boy's celebrating. I think AK was lit up last night. He was I, pretty. He was, he was hey, orbiting. Good for him. You know, that's a long season for that Nut Hut Listener League. It's a great contest. I was shocked. Yeah, I'm shocked that he's coming. I am too. I swore be Augusta. He's a Team DB guy. Mate, through and through. Um, I know. Yeah. But you know, as he said, he's a man of his word. He told me at Gol- Golby's Cup. Um, now, do I remember that? Probably not. <laughs> but um, so have he, you had some of that wacky weed that that the, the PMAS that PMAS gave you? Oh, I don't. I don't know about that. Nobody's going. <laughs> but I mean. Um, you know, I mean, we're gonna have a good time in Savannah, though. I'm gonna show, I'm gonna show oh, AK a good dude. time. You know, it's probably, a, it's probably fitting for a team. You know that, you know, he's he's Team DB for me to be hosting both of you. Like for me to yeah. be, you know, rolling rolling out the red carpet for the Team DB folks. You know, so so that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make sure he has a good time in Savannah. Don't worry, DB. You don't have to lift a finger. I'll I'll, I'll make all I'll make all the plans. I'll do everything. I, I didn't even than... ask AK to do that, but it, that's that's actually a blessing for me. So he's he's at, he's giving me an additional gift yeah. as captain of Team DB by not having to plan everything here in Augusta and it all just being on you. It's 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 absolutely beautiful. Plus, I will say this: the food in Savannah is just better. You know, I mean, the food is better. The the landing food is better than Champions. It is. Uh, you know, the, the the golf is good. The golf is great. You know, we're gonna have a good time. But the food, oh, you can't beat it. In Savannah. We're gonna just, we're gonna eat well while we're there. Good. And uh, so I'm looking. Forward and dude, to- I, I can't tell you how proud I am of you for being able to upload that video and fire it like that. That that is big boy <laughs> stuff. We've we've yeah. come a long way, and I'm proud of you for that. Well, thank you. Um, I I was uh, excited for myself there. Um, all right, let's get into some damn picks. I mean, it is okay. twenty twenty something minutes into this thing. I mean, uh, we had to recap the the the, the whatever St. Jude thing. Yeah, and yeah. it's not like it's going to take us forever to get through these picks. So let's get into the nine K range, DB. Like I said, we're gonna do we're gonna do our DraftKings picks, but we're also going to talk about um, you know do, we're going to yeah. do chalk plays, fades, whatever, but then talk about some outright out, outright bets in each category. All right, so where are we? Here we are, um, in the nine K range. Um, you know, you got Rory, Scotty, John Rom right up there at top. Uh, at the top with Rom at eleven two, Scotty at eleven six, Rory at twelve one. I'm going to tell you this right now. I want to play Rory and Scheffler. I want to play them both. I don't care. It's another, how- yeah, it's another one of those twelve thousand, and we got five thousand dollar guys too. I yeah. love this. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, so I, I'm, I'm just feeling like eat, I think this is a week too. My thought is is that you're definitely going to have to eat chalk somewhere. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, there's just it's gonna yeah. happen. So, if I'm gonna eat the chalk, I'll do it up top with Rock, with uh, Scheffler or Rory, and then I'll find some ways in other places. But I, I like both of those guys here a lot. Um, I don't know if I've landed on one in particular, but I think I'm just gonna. Um, I may just play them both. I don't know. Um, John Rom was your winner here in 2020 at Olympia Field, mm-hmm. but. Rom at that time in his previous five events coming into Olympia Field was was point nine strokes better per round than he than he is right now. Um, point six of that per round is off the tee. That's a good bit of that's that's a that's a lot. 
So I, I do think that, uh, you know, Rom looked rusty as rusty as hell last week. Now it, it may mean that you're going to get a nicely, you know, a nicely, a nice low owned Rom, um, which, you know, I mean, obviously in DFS name of the game is going to be having some ownership leverage. I mean, last week, George Spieth is a great example. We, we, I was pounding that drum all week, you know, that, that Jordan with his upside in that range being the only guy a near 10% really was definitely a play. And Rom, Rom's going to be hard to ignore if he's that low. But he is for sure the guy up here playing the worst, at least last week. Um, and, and, you know, kind of leading in. I mean, it wasn't like what, what he, he missed the cut at the Travelers back in the, you know, a few weeks ago or whatever. I mean, he's just been a little off, it seems. Scheffler. Scheffler's the one that intrigues me the most because, I mean, I doubt the winning score here gets over eight under or 10 under, as difficult as Olympia Field is set up to play, which obviously means better for him as far as putting. Uh, I will be, I can tell you right now, so I'm, I'm here in Chicago. I'm doing some content with the PJ Tour and DraftKings Sportsbook. Please be on the lookout for that. Support it, retweet it, reshare it, comment on it, whatever you can. Engage with it when you see it. But we're doing a lot of that on Tuesday. If, if, if Scheffler's press conference is not during that, I will be in there, and I will be asking him. I'll be the first hand raised asking him about, dude, Lucas Glover has just won back-to-back events. Like, give your head a shake and tell me why you're not out here with a broomstick putter. I- I'm going to ask him. In a nicer way, less than that, but yeah. I'm asking him. I mean – I mean, is Lucas Glover not putting everybody on notice with that damn broomstick? Like, it is crazy. It's freaking crazy. Yeah, I mean, there's so many people that have just different opinions about that, that as far as, like, like I think that, to me, I, I mean, having putted with a broomstick-style putter before, I just feel like traditional putting, I feel like I have better touch with it than I do. But, I mean, look, if you got the yips in any way, the broomstick helped. I mean, that's it's the bottom line. But I don't yeah. think Scheffler has the yips. I feel like it's more just. Yeah, I don't think so. It's technical issues. I I, I don't know. I'm not you know. But yeah. Anyway, um, I think that when I'm looking at like if we're thinking betting here, the the first one to me that really pops is is Victor. It's sixteen to one. Um, he's up there over here. You know, over ten k at ten three. Um. We saw some flashes from. I mean, if you if you take out Victor's first round last week, he's he's right there in this in this tournament, like at the at the um at the FedEx St. Jude. So I feel pretty good about Victor at at sixteen to one. Um, and his uh his scrambling is looking markedly better, isn't it? It is. It is a hundred percent. Um. So to me, I think like the first one, like if if I'm not betting a favorite, like a you know Rory, Scotty, or or Rom, and actually on most um, sites I've seen, the odds have moved in a little bit more favor of Rory. So you're getting Rory around like six and a half to one, and Scheffler at seven to one. There may be some sites that still have uh, Rory and Scheffler the same. Um, but if I'm not betting any of the favorites, which I'm I'm probably not, I don't know. DB, I may have to take some units and just throw them on a favorite this week, but because I, you know, there's a little bit of an inner battle going on with you. Yeah. But, but I still think um, I've already I've already put some units down on Hovland. He is definitely on the card. I'm going to go ahead and say it. He is on my card already, and I feel good about it. I feel good about Hovland. There. 
I don't mind it. Let me say this on Olympia Field because I think this is important. When I went back, so I dropped a bunch of player quotes in the research channel uh, or player quotes channel in the Discord from the 2020. I read every transcript from 2020. And there was a theme. And the theme was every player pre-tournament talking about how critical it was to be in the fairway here. Everybody talked about how critical it was. Yeah. I do think the golf course, was, well, I know that also what everybody talked about both before the tournament and during the tournament was how firm and fast uh, Olympia Fields was playing. We'll see. Uh, I'll be out there obviously tomorrow and Wednesday. I'm having dinner with a caddy tonight, caddies tomorrow night. I'm going to see a bunch of caddies and players we know. I'll see the course for myself and we'll be able to report back in the Discord what we think in terms of how firm or fast it's playing. But despite everyone talking about how firm and fast it was and how you had to play from the fairway, the fairway's hit number here was very low, lower than average for the most part. And the guys in the top five, the, the five players, there were five players who finished T5 or better. They averaged like it was like 48% fairways hit, which is like 10 points lower than the average for the field. So they all talked about how important it was to be in the fairway, but then the guys that finished top five didn't hit fairway. They were bombers. Now, we'll see what the conditions are like. We'll see what's changed. Could I see a world where, because it's not, it's not a super long course. It could be, you know, but I, I can't see a world where, precision with really good wedge play and mid irons could get there. Um, you know, these par fives aren't necessarily very gettable. There were only nine Eagles all of 2020 and that was with 70 players. Um, there were nine Eagles yeah. and, and See, a, a few of those were on par fours. They're very difficult. I mean, both of them are over 600 yards. Um, they're yeah. three shot holes for almost, you know, for a good right. portion of the field. So you're going to birdie those by scrambling, you know, by, by around the green play because you hit it up close or within 30 yards, or you're going to hit it close because you wedged it close from outside of 30. But, I, you know, one thing I think to think of is, you know, last year in 2020, had you, had you gone off of all the press transcript stuff, you might have played a lot of heavy precision accuracy guys. Had you pivoted and more, you know, and kind of done this thing that we've talked about from time to time with skill set stacking in DFS, had you pivoted and just said, I'm loading up six bombers and we're going we're gonna to see how it goes, you probably would have done pretty well. Um, and, and the same thing could be true for, for this year. We'll, we'll see how it looks. So I, I do think that Olympia Fields, because it also plays difficult, offers some variance. I, you know, and it might play a lot like a major where uh, we could see cream rise to the top, but like the last two majors, Wyndham Clark and Brian Harmon won them. You know, like, and sure, there was a bunch of cream at the top, but they weren't the ones necessarily holding the trophy or so we thought, you know, whereas, you know, Wendell Clark is, is that guy. I don't know about Brian Harmon for the long run, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think if you look at just the last time they played here again, four under one. So obviously played very difficult. Um, yeah. And it, it, it probably is going to play very difficult um, this week. I mean, um, you know, it's funny. I have a, uh, it, it's a friend of mine's father was actually playing today out there. I don't know if it was, um, they, they, they won something to get there to play wow. there today. They played there yesterday. I guess there are two courses there. They played one yesterday and they played, um, the one that the tournament's on today and, course, uh, course. mentioned on their post that they put about it, that like just how difficult he said it was the hardest course he'd ever played five inch rough, all that kind of stuff. Got to hit it in the fairway. So same thing coming from an amateur, 
talking about it that you got to hit in the fairway but i but i agree like what what you saw the last time they they played here was not necessarily hitting it in the fairway i think though that's kind of like if i'm thinking of a strategy this week for dfs probably going to lean at some of the bombers like when you just see it like where what who finished up near the top of the leaderboard but then i'm going to try to sprinkle in some guys that i think are like in good form that may not be as long off the tee but are fairly accurate i think that's what i'm going to kind of lean towards like filling out a lineup with but then probably have at least two or three of those guys be bombers yeah so um i mean up top here i, I like the hovland play i agree with you there i, I think Cantlay is gonna be pretty popular i i don't think i'll play him um because of how i, I would i would likely i would end up probably just pivoting to rom and dfs if he's going to be low owned that that's that's going to be something i can do I mean, he's john rom we know he can turn it around at the drop of a hat so um yes he's playing much worse incoming than he did in 2020 but I, i'm a believer that he can turn it around i mean i i, I think of the top four or five guys scheffler I, i'm more in line with like scheffler is my favorite for right now uh, i think rory's going to be the more popular play up here which is fine you could you could do that if you wanted to um, but I don't, I don't, I don't mind also just kind of continuing to somewhat fade this range. Um, yeah. Speed is enticing. I mean, if he, if he hits the driver, like he, like he hit it last week with his short game, that is, that is very, very intriguing to me is Jordan. Um, so I, I definitely like Jordan a lot. He didn't even play. He didn't play here in 2020. Was that that was the year he didn't make the playoff run, or he didn't? That's, get to I was that? looking. Yeah, I was looking through there, and I didn't see his name either. So, I'm, I'm obviously that was a COVID year too. But that was about the time he was um, struggling mightily. So I don't know if he made it in. Yeah. Uh, I mean, from a from an outright perspective, I mean, the first name that I, I dude. Okay, Tommy yesterday because that's the other thing it's like i had i had glover and tommy you had speed you know and eventually speed and tommy both fade away but tommy just like could not quit stepping on his dick like he'd make a birdie and then he'd back that up with a bogey or some dumb shot or some dumb play or some you know i, I don't know like i i i know i went on this thing a couple weeks ago about how you can't write these guys off as quickly as you think you can. They're, they're, they can win, but dude, I, it, it, I just, I do start to question, like, is he really ready to win now? I mean, I, I believe he's going to win, but is he ready right now? Cause something's, something's off. I kind of feel like I've after last week that I don't, I'm now in the, in the mindset that I don't really care if he wins and I'm, I don't have him on the betting card. Like I'll really? just be happy for him, but I won't feel like I missed out. Like I'll oh. just feel like whatever. I will still very much feel like I missed out. Now, he's twenty-two to one. Um, I, I will still very much feel like like I missed out. I, I like Tommy again. I mean, I, the guy continues to play so well, but dang, I mean, it just he just can't. He's not closing at all. No, I mean, he should have easily probably been in that playoff. E easily, such a flusher. And he hits it right yeah. to left, which seemed to suit, you know, suit that course yesterday. And I think it actually suits Olympia Fields a little bit too. Um, but so anyway, I, I'm I'm also interested in Max Homa. I mean, Homa has yes. started working to the nine K range. Like Homa fizzled yesterday late for sure, but 
he's he's obviously been back to the form that we're used to seeing him in. And I like that he's now off of this off of Bermuda. He's more in this bent POA mix. Um, you know, I, I I don't care about what he did in 2020 here. It wasn't very good, but he's a different player still. Um, he's got plenty of distance. He's got the short game. I do think I do think Homa. I wrote Homa down as popular as possibly some chalk though, because I think people are turned up, turned on to Homa uh, and Decky's weeks last week. They were cheap. They make a rise in the in the price for a reason. They're they're household names. Um, they're in that you know mid nine k range. So it's, it's going to be it's going to feel like you're getting a value. But I also like Homa in the outright market at twenty five to one right now, still on Fanduel. So. Um, that, that's as we work in as we work into the nine k range off of speed for me. It's it's Fleetwood uh, and and Homa to start. Yeah, I uh, I love Homa. I, I I don't have him written down as uh, on my card, but I was definitely looking at him. I like that number at twenty five to one. I really do like Hideki though. Uh, Hideki closing strong. I think last week shows you a little bit of something. He finished well last time out here. He was two under when uh, so he was a couple shots back. Uh, John Rahm um, in 2020. Um, you know, Hideki just hasn't quite, you know, he's just had a very average year. Um, but it's just kind of like Hideki, like when you least expect that he's going to jump up and win a golf tournament like this. Um, yeah. uh, so I think that Hideki at 33 to 1 looks, looks very good. I, I think if he is chalky in DFS, I may pivot off of him a little bit. Like I could see a pivot to Sungjae could be a decent pivot off of Hideki yeah. if he if he's chalky. Um Sungjae at 9300 is, you know, he is he's flashed some form too. Um you know, I felt like a lot of folks have been kind of off him lately, but I mean if you look at the last couple weeks, I mean he did miss a cut at the yeah. 3M, but he had that top 20 at the Open Championship, top 15 at the Wyndham and then a T6 last week. Um so Sungjae's really improving a lot. So if he has some low ownership, I could see me going there. I don't. I don't know. I think maybe an interesting thing is what the hell are people going to do with Glover? I think yeah, you just yeah. do you just ride it. Do you just keep riding the Glover? The Dude, Glover okay, okay, okay. This happened last week in DFS. Last week, the early DFS projections on Glover were like sixteen or seventeen percent. And I want to say in the Wednesday lunch chat, um, I want to say in the Wednesday lunch chat, I, I I said something to the effect of like Glover's just not one of those guys that people love to to eat the chalk with like they don't it's just not a name that they're they're necessarily okay with doing that i bet that i bet that gets i bet that drops so by wednesday night's updated aggregate ownership projections that our boys fast put together across six different websites in the nut hut uh he was down he was down considerably and then he was even less actually he was like 10 or 11 percent owned he's just not a guy a lot of people love to play at chalk he wins it's it is going to be a great a great experiment in in you know what people do with him with the yeah. the, the price increase coming off of back to back wins the swamp ass herd around the world I don't I don't know I I um I mean okay in in weeks like this when you have a stacked field you know nobody in the nine k and above range is necessarily going to be super low right it's it's kind of like what we saw last week. They're all going to get some level of ownership, but if if Lucas is in the same ballpark as Terrell Hatton, as Sungjae, as Morikawa, like 
what would you do with him? If he's just in the same ballpark, because that's what I think he's going to be. I think he's just going to be in the same general vicinity of the guys around him. I don't think he's going to stand out one way or the other. Yeah, I mean, I still think you ride it and you play him. Um, even if he's a little bit chalky. And, and, and here's a, there's, a, there's a difference between what we have now with Lucas and what we may have if this was... Well, I don't know. Any uh, any player could have the same situation, but there's more. And he mentioned this. Like they asked him, they said, "Is the they they basically said is the Ryder Cup on your radar?" And he said, "Well, not until about fifteen minutes 15, ago, whenever." Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah. And the Ryder Cup's on his radar now, so he's and he's not some lock to get in there. As, as a matter of fact, he's probably still a, a long shot, which sounds crazy as good as he's playing, and is probably as good as a, a fit he is for that course uh the way you know with his ball striking but so i think he's still got a lot to play for this week um he's already yeah. in the, he's already in the tour championship so he's he's there um but he's still got yeah, a lot yeah, he's, of, he's still, he, what is he three in the standings now so he's got yeah. a lot to play for um uh, i still think you ride it he's got so much confidence especially with that putter and we've always he, known i mean he's kind of been like the you know, the guy we've always said, as long as we've done this, I mean, he's been on tour 20 years. If Lucas Glover could putt, he'd be in there. He'd be one of the best players in the world. Well, all of a sudden, Lucas Glover can putt. Now, how long this lasts, I have no idea, but I'll ride it. I'll go with it. I mean, can you just, isn't golf just crazy? Like, this is why I, this is why I love it, and it drives me nuts. I mean, think about telling yourself at the beginning of this season, that people would be talking about Lucas Glover being top five going into Eastlake and being a possible Ryder Cup captain's pick. Yeah. I would be it's blinking, unbelievable. blinking my eyes like you were just doing. Like slow blinking. blinking. It's, it's remarkable. I think I'm with you. Now, I'm not going to bet him. I mean, 35 to 1, sure. I'm just, I think I'm going to hop off the betting train on Lucas Glover, but the, the DFS train, I'm, I'm not writing him off. Uh, the last play in this 9K range that I really like is I want to hop on the on the Terrell Hatton after the disappointing T43 finish last week. I, I I like where you know I mean we said this about a number of guys last week. The 9K and above range there was there were zero dudes 9K and above who had played since the Open, and that there would likely be some show showing of rust, and there was. You know I mean. Scheffler, T31, Rom, 37, Xander, 24. Um, you know, freaking, where's Hatton? Hatton, 43. Like, there were some guys who just didn't look like they were the sharpest. And, you know, Hatton, I think, lost strokes putting, lost strokes with a short game last week, which is the, the, the thing that when you've not been playing a lot is maybe the thing that takes the longest to come back to you a little bit. But the ball striking was still good. He, he hits it good and far. Uh, the green regulation numbers are fantastic. The approach play is fantastic. Good across the board. I think Hatton at 9K is probably one of the best values on the board, hands down. Um, and at 25 to one, uh, I will also tell you that he will he will very likely be a big you know be a part of the card. Now, the thing I got to think about when I'm constructing this big balls card to possibly tie or overtake you is. You know, if if I got to go twenty five to one, and I'm only spending five units, I've got to. I might have to spend a lot of the units on a guy short at twenty five to one to be able to possibly tie. Yeah. So, 
well, you know, Hatton, Hatton, Hatton and Fleetwood at 25 to one, two guys I like are, you know, may get, may get left off, uh, as well as Homa. What did I say Homa was? Homa's, well, I meant Homa at 25 to one. Yeah. You can't Homa, have Fleetwood. I'm not allowing you to have Fleetwood at 22 to one. Yeah. I mean, I can't, he's not, unless he, unless he drifts, he could drift by Wednesday. Cause that's the thing. Yeah. I'm probably not going to, I'm not going to lock in my picks until I get to walk the course and I get to talk to a bunch of people. I'm going to get to talk to the next 48 hours. I'm not doing that. So, uh, I'll probably wait. But Homa and and Hatton are the two that I like the most here. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's the top end. Um, before we get into the 8K range, DB, we got to talk about our friends over at SoBet. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this open to you to discuss because we can talk about our uh, our contest if we want to. But um, or not? Yes, contest, let's do that. Not our contest, but our our, our promotion our off- here. But our offering. Um, but you know. Our friends at SoBud are fantastic, and uh, I brought the graphic up, so now you can talk about them. Now, I did upload a new graphic, Pat. You'll see it there. It's the most recent one. It's a brand new, and it's a little more updated if you want to try that one. But, yes. There uh, we go. You, There's a new there one. There it is. Look at that. Look at you, Pat. God dang it. You can, um, you can take advantage of this. Uh, you can be walking the grounds of Augusta on Tuesday of Masters 2024 with me and Pat. All you have to do is click the link in the description, sign up for SoBet. Now, a couple things. When you sign up, when you click the link, the code TJ will pre-fill. That's good. That's what you want. That will give you a discount on the six-month or annual membership. It is $9.95 a month if you just want to go monthly. I would highly encourage you to try at least the six-month because that will get you through football season where you are going to be able to literally print cash. Um, But – then at the end, when you're going to check out, if you put in the code TJ Trial, it's on the screen right now. Uh, but if you're listening to podcasts, it's TJ Trial, all one word. If you put in that code, it'll give you the first month for free. All you have to do is sign up for SoBet and do just that. Give it a shot. You can cancel it anytime if you're not, if it's not for you. Even if you're not in a legal betting state, there's plenty of props on there that you can take advantage of for uh, prize picks, underdog, whatever. Um, but it is the tool that if you're betting in any capacity, you need to have it for every sport imaginable. Now, 40 plus expert handicappers dropping picks every week. The tour junkies exclusive top 40 round Robin is on there. It is up 6.6 units since April. And it is a beautiful thing. The other thing that I, I talked to a member of the nut hut about, um, just this past week is you could, because it's, it's you and a guest to Augusta, if you win. And we're going to draw for the winner at the Zozo in a few weeks. So you need to get on it. But here's what you could do. You could go to your friend and go, hey, do this, download this, check this out. And we just make a pack. And if you win, you take me. If I win, I take you. And now you, you've somewhat you know, increased, you've increased your chances of getting there uh, with the buddy that you would be taking anyway. And you're telling your buddy about two great opportunities. Number one, being a Tour Junkies fan, spreading the TJ gospel. And number two, getting them on SoBet because it's a great spot if your buddy bets in any in anything. So check that out. Link in the description. Let's get to the uh, the 8K yeah. range and outright. Buddy, the there. buddy system is fantastic. The buddy system, yeah. You got to love the buddy system. Yeah. Um, 8K range. Corey Connors down to Matt Fitzpatrick. Could be a pretty, you know, could be a pretty dead range, huh? Yeah, I mean... <sighs> I think you got some guys in here, though, that, that are probably going to be uh, interesting low-owned option. I think maybe even Wyndham Clark, after what he did last week, he finished like dead last. Um, I feel yeah. like this this course fits him a little better. Um, 
So I do like I like Wyndham a little bit here. Corey Connors is, but I don't know what to ever do with Corey Connors. Um, I like him here. I, I, I like him and Clark up top. I don't think yeah. Clark is gonna. I do think both of them are gonna get some love. I, I had written down the two most popular plays here are going to be Cam Young at 8,500 and Connors at 8,900. Uh, I think Cam Young for sure. I, I 100% agree there. You've got Connors on the borderline. At, well, Connors is really, he moved up. So, I mean, he's kind of 25th. We didn't really talk about that in terms of the FedEx Cup rankings, having to be top 30 to make the score championship. And, and everybody kind of saw last week how only a few names move in and out of these break points. There are some huge movers, but, um, you know, I mean, Hatton really, like Hatton at 26 through like maybe Seamus at 35. Yeah. You know, if everybody around that range just kind of does okay and doesn't go nuts, they're probably, you know, there's only going to be a few switches here, but, uh, but, but Connors looks like he's comfortably where he needs to be, but Cam Young is at 46. He needs a huge week. Yeah. I, I think Cam Young is, is going to be chalky. I wrote him down. I mean, I think, um, I, I think on DFS, I want to fade him if he's chalky, but I don't mind 40 to one as an outright for Cam. I was going to say, I've seen a lot of Cam Young outright talk on Twitter today as I was scrolling it on the plane. Um, I, I think that that number probably got steamed pretty good. I bet, I bet it opened up better than that, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't hate it. I don't love it. Like, yeah. What, what is he, what is he really showing us? I don't know. I think I it's, think everybody's still in love with this. Like, well, and we're still, still worried. We're worried where he's going to win finally, and we're not playing. Yeah, him. There's it's kind of like the step. Fleetwood thing, but he's younger and like, yeah, it's not to that level yet. We have like 2022 Cam Young nostalgia. We just we just love. By the way, speaking of nostalgia, you know who turns 50 today, Pat? I do know, but only because I saw you posted in the in the Dude. Nut Hut. Kelly Kapowski turns mm. 50. Tiffany Amber Thiessen. God. Uh. Um, but I, I think that, yeah, people just, the, the whole Cam Young thing, I don't know what to make of it. I, I don't. I, I do like Cam Young. I, I like him this, I think he could play well. I, it, would it shock me if he won? No. But it also wouldn't shock me at all if he does what he's been doing. And that is just kind of not, being a part of the conversation late on a Sunday whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's in the same range as Fowler, Spieth, uh, Decky, Glover, Clark. Like Clark is even longer than him in some book. Like that's crazy to me. Clark is the, the longest number on Clark is 45 and Cam Young is 40. I would much rather I'm, I trust Wyndham Clark way better. Is that yeah, crazy? He's that sounds crazy. Year. That is that sounds like crazy talk. But you know, again, it's it's a different year in 2023. And like you said, with Cam Young, it's not 2022 anymore. But he keeps showing us little bits here and there. Yeah, just not putting it all together. Um, I, I think I feel like Russell Henley's interesting in here at 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 8200. I feel like he's gonna get pushed out in some ways or maybe just like i don't think he should be overlooked i mean you look at his top you know his his recent form i mean t6 last week t2 at the Wyndham um had a chance obviously to win there 
And I think if you're like thinking about what I said earlier about the guys that like, you know, accurate guys off the tee, he's third in the field in driving accuracy, not necessarily like the longest guy, but I mean, I think Henley could be the one that is up here. Who's, who's really had, you know, a very solid end of the season, like Lucas Glover, just not winning. He's one that I feel like you could get a little bit of value on. And then also, um, potential leverage in DFS and his odds. I mean, you know, he's 45 to one 50 to one. And some, on some sites I've seen, um, feel pretty decent for a guy that's, you know, pushing up there on the leaderboards lately. Yeah. Yeah. I think Henley's interesting. He's definitely, depending on how the course is playing. Um, I, I could see how this is approaching one of those courses where if it's not firm and fast, it, it starts to get away from him a little bit. He, he needs it firm and fast for, for as short as he hits it. Um, but, you know, obviously, you know, he can, he can do some damage. He's a good player. So I, I, I get it. I think my favorite player in here, we've already talked about, my, my favorite player here is Wyndham Clark and, and bouncing back on him, both in the outright market and the DFS market. Um, I don't really want anything to do with Jason Day. I, I still just don't quite believe in jason day um i i could be convinced to, to yet again get hurt by sam burns but only in the dfs market I, i'm not gonna bet him but in the dfs streets i think he burned some folks last week and i could be i could be talked back into burns i think a lot of people are gonna obviously go to cam young but i mean he gained strokes with his irons last week he was almost neutral off the tee he just he didn't have a short game, which was weird on on Bermuda. So, you know, we're we're off Bermuda now, and and normally that's not a good thing for Burns. But he hits it a mile. The irons are are showing some signs of life in his last two tournaments. And I mean, I, I don't know. I'm I'm sold. I think he finished eighth here in 2020. Is that right? No, he didn't play here in 2020. Oh, he played. Okay, that was not. He didn't play here. So I think Burns is an interesting DFS pivot, but my, my only real bet here as of now is Clark. But I could also see, you know, we talked about your pop the cork and let it breathe plays, those, those guys that we don't love in the beginning of the week, but we come around to. There might be a name or two in here that I could see that happening to for me. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, all right, well, uh, I think we need to move on to the 7K range, which is going to be a... Definitely, there's some chalk that I think we're going to see in this range. Um, yeah, you know, Cam Davis. Yeah, Cam Davis is going to be chalky. I still like him. I actually already have a. Yeah. I'm already putting him on the betting card. It's yeah, me too. we're we're going to have to share that one. Yeah. I'm. I figured that was going to be a share. I mean, I, I just don't uh, see see how we were going to both dude, be off. Of I love being in a legal gambling state. I literally got off the plane. I went to the bathroom. I had some time. I sat down. I logged into FanDuel and DraftKings, had some cash in the account from last time I was in a legal gambling state and threw down some bets. And Cam Davis was one of the first ones I clicked. I, I bet he's steamed as well. Where is he now? Because I think I got him at like 60 or something. I still at 60 maybe? Um, so I'm still 60. Well, DK has got him down to 50 to 1. So Yeah. Um, so he has definitely been, you know, steamed down a little bit. Um, I, I do still see him on some sites as far as 65 to one. Um, so jump in now. I do think if you just want to like, you want to go ahead and get some Cam Davis, you got to yeah. get it. I think that one's going to be, um, shortened a good bit by the time we get to Wednesday. Um, 
But I do like Cam, and I think he's going to be very popular, though, in DFS. Um, so he, he could be a potential candidate for pivoting off of if you want to. But um, maybe he's chalk that you eat. I, I don't know. It may, like, you look at the guys around him. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of folks that you may go to. You might not want to go down to JT. I don't feel like this is even – I mean, I don't think J, this is a course for JT Poston. Um, you know, Can I on, – on Poston – Go ahead, finish. I, I didn't want you to move off of him before you said No, that. I'll go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Because I was about to move off of him. But This is his seventh event in a row. And that's with two – and I've talked about it last week. Like, with traveling internationally, he is – I know for a fact being in that top 50 was huge for him. That, that was a major goal for him. He's now 43rd. Where is he? Uh, he's 43rd. Yeah. So, I mean, he's got to finish probably top three, I would imagine top three to five at worst to guarantee himself a spot at East Lake, which I'm not saying he's not going to try to do, but I, I, I think I'm going to go ahead and hop off the JT post and train um, on all counts. Um, now, Cam, th- this might be the area where, like, if there's some nice leverage in that 8K range, I- I'm probably going to eat some chalk here because Davis – Taylor Moore again at 7,200. Byung-Hun Ann at 75 I'm interested in, despite kind of a poor Sunday. T37 finish. Um, and Siwoo are the, the guys that I like the most here. Um, and I think all of them are going to get a level of ownership. Moore, yeah. Davis for sure. I don't know what to make of Siwoo and, uh, and Ben Ann. Yeah, I like I like Ben Ann. I mean, he, is, he played here um, in 2020, and he finished T12. Um, you know, we struggled kind of since then um, before. Now he's just really back in, I think, great form. I, I think this is this is a good fit for Ben on. So I do like him. Um, and and even the odds there for him, um, he's at – where is he on the odds? He's still at 55, well, he's 55 to 1. Um, the other one is um, nobody wants to, I feel like, give Grillo any credit for the kind of year he's having. He's having I mean, a great year. I mean, he is having an, a really good year with a win at Colonial. Um, you look at his last three starts. I mean, T6 at the Open, people kind of forgot about that a little bit. T10 at the 3M, took a break for the Wyndham and then a top 20 last week. Um, Emiliano is is just continuing his, his really good play. Um, he was 14% owned at the 3M. Um, yeah, I think, he'll, you know, Obviously, probably be somewhere around there for this one with a shorter field, but I just feel like he's not getting enough credit for all the things that he's doing and doing a lot of things well, putting well for one. I mean, he's actually gained strokes outside of the open, which I don't have the stats for. He's gained strokes in his last, what is that? Set, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So seven of eight events, he's gained strokes putting. Um, and that's always been one of the biggest deals for him. He's a great ball striker. I feel like Grillo is is a good play in here, and you can get him as long as ninety to one. Ninety to one. I think it's crazy. Taylor Moore is ninety to one. Yeah, I, I I'll go ahead and say that one's on the card too. Taylor Moore and Cam Davis are already locked in. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say that Grillo is locked in on my card at ninety to one, and that's going to be as long as it gets, actually. So okay. we can talk about other folks because we'll get down into the 6 and 5K range. But I'm going to stop the card at Grillo at 90 to 1 because I'm going to kind of front end a little bit more. 
Um, so Grillo, Davis, and Hovland are already on my card for sure. Those were the three I wanted to talk about as being sure things. So there is some, you know, there's some differentiation yeah, okay. between the two of us. There could be some, you know, other ones that go on here, but those are the three I know are already on the card. So. Well, we, we, uh, good. We have our differences. That's, that's good. Uh, we also have our different coffee flavors. You have the lovely espresso Milano from our friends at Front Nine that is a little strong. It's a great coffee, though. But nice blend that you picked out. Uh, whereas I've got, you know, DB's large bucket of nuts, kind of your hazelnut blend. Lovely coffee. If you've not ordered coffee from our friends at FrontNineCoffee.com, then please consider doing so because they've supported us now for almost two years. Good people, great company, small business here in Augusta, Georgia. You order it, then they roast it so it shows up fresh to your door anywhere in the U.S. It just takes a couple days. You can order it whole bean, ground, or in K-Cups. And the code TJ10 gets you 10% off your entire order, and you can use it over and over again. I just got a brand-new batch the other day. It only took about three or four days to get here, and it is fantastic. So people who love coffee, love golf, love the score junkies, support them. Click the link in the description. Use code TJ10. That would uh, be much appreciated. Let's talk about the 6K, 5K deal. Um, there's a few names in here. I think, first of all, Adam Schenk is your chalk. Schenk and Cole are going to be chalk in this range. Um, so do with that what you will. I, I do like both of them. I think both of them could have great weeks here. And I would honestly consider, I mean, I would consider betting uh, these guys. Uh, Cole needs it more. He's at 40, 42nd in the standings. Uh, Schenk's, Schenk's at 20th. So, like, he's pretty much guaranteed Eastlake. Um, but I think this could be a, a nice a nice spot for Adam Shink. Uh, you know, he's not short off the tee by any means. He can hit it. I, I think that'll help him here. Um, uh, other than that, I mean, Hodges, I, I'm sure you probably like him. I, I think people will be on to Hodges. Finished 31st last week. Um, where does he stand? He's got to be up there pretty good, right? Where's Hodges? Yeah. In the, in the standings. Uh-huh. No, maybe he's. Oh, yeah, he. Oh, he's at thirty six. Thirty six. Yeah, he's got to have a good week. Um, and you know, Pat, I, you know, th- th- this is really we consider this the last event of the season for us because next week nobody really cares. It's a crappy format. The tour championship is kind of lame. And I, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna kind of go out playing Patrick Rogers. I like, I like P Rod at fifty five hundred. <laughs> So I, I'll let you continue, but I, I I do like him as well. And I want to tell you something you can do with, with Roger. Okay. I just like him on a, I like him on a harder course. I like him on a course where pards your friend. Um, you know, you don't have to shoot 20 under. I think historically he's just better on courses like that. Uh, that's what we hear about Patrick Rogers from sources who've worked with him. 5,500. I think it's worth a shot. He's got to have a huge. I mean, he's got to. He's got to take it deep. He's fiftieth. So yeah, he's, he's right on the boomer bus. He's right on the number there. Uh, I agree. I, I think. I think um, Rogers is certainly one that. I, I want to talk about him. I, I will say. I think I had Svensson starred here yeah. as a favorite. I think he's he's got some potential here this week. Um, so I have. I like him there at sixty two hundred. I was with you there for sure on Chink. I think he's going to be obviously the most popular play in this range. Um, English kind of burned me a little bit last week. I put him on the card. Um, other than that, not not a not a ton. Tom Hoagie, 
he's another one that kind of played himself into the top 50 with his performance on Sunday. He's at 5,700. Um, you know, does have a T20 at the 3M and that top 20 at the Scottish Open. Um, missed the cut at the Open Championship and T43 last week, but that still got him into the um, top 50 here. Hoagie could be an interesting play as kind of one of your like Henley types, not not necessarily that long, but very accurate, good ball striker. Here's the thing with Rogers, though. I wanted to, I wanted to talk about Rogers in this way. So Rogers is the cheapest guy in the field. So if you want to play him, you can. And you can play him and put Scheffler and Rory in your lineup. And this is how that would look, actually. You can have Rogers, Rory, Scheffler, Svensson. Grillo and Sahith Begala with 200 left on the table. Or if you don't even like Sahith, if you don't like Sahith, you can go up to Taylor Moore at 7,200 and throw him in there. That does not sound that bad, DB. It doesn't. No, I mean, now, you, now you've just given a lineup everybody's going to do. But um, <laughs> actually, you, just... actually, you've given two because of the Sahith swap for Taylor yeah. Moore. You can do both ways. Yeah. Um, yeah, beware of the dupe lineups, by the way. This is a good a good time to say consider leaving a, lot, a good bit of salary on the table, or if you use all your cash, make sure you, you do it in a weird way so you're not duplicated and, and uh, you have negative EV to start. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, Rogers offers you a lot of flexibility. I mean, and and the, the guy's a veteran who's had good finishes in tough fields before, so it's not it would not be out of the realm of possibility out of 50 guys to see Rogers in the top 10 to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of that, why don't we do some top 10? I, I figured we'd yeah. do a top 10 six-pack and lock. Now, last week, Pat, our, our locks, all four, <laughs> missed the top 20. All four. However, yes. our two bombs, Adam Shank at 4-1 to one and Taylor Moore at plus 260, hit. So... The, the horse cock well, locks, horse cock locks got it done. Well, and we did do top tens, if you remember last week, and I had Glover at plus 550 at the top yep. 10. Yeah, that did. So, so that hit. Yeah. Um, the other one was Straka, but a lot of people got screwed by Straka. Yeah, yeah, Straka. But, um, all right. So, you want me to go first with sure. my top 10 locks here? Sure. All right. I will start with this. Um, I'm going to start with plus money Victor Hovland at plus 140 as a top 10. Okay. And and then um, I'm going to go with Jordan at plus 225. Ooh, I like that. Top 10. So, so like Victor that. plus 140, Jordan plus 225. Um, hmm. <laughs> My locks. I think I'm going to go with Hatton at 2-1. to one. And I kind of like taking a guy that needs a little bit of motivation, but at the same time, you, you start to get maybe that's more so for my bomb. I, I like Homa at two to one, so I'm gonna take those two at two to one. Okay. Uh, the bombs. Let's see. Let's let's do a bomb at let's just say. What do you want to say? Like three fifty or or longer. Yeah, let's do three fifty. I mean, Cam or Davis at plus three sixty. That's got to be yours, okay. I mean, yeah, we both love it. Yeah, I like that too, but I'll get a different one in here. I'll go with I'll go with Grillo, plus 450, top 10 lot. Dude, Taylor Moore's 550. That's crazy. Why would he be? Almost. 
Oh, you like the gorilla play that much, huh? I love that. Yeah. Taylor Moore play. Okay. Um, is that it? That's all I got, DB. Um, you know. Listen. Stay, I mean, stay tuned. I'm gonna be dropping some some stuff in the Nut Hut tomorrow and Wednesday from Chicago. I'm gonna get me some deep dish pizza tonight with a couple caddy buddies. Can't wait for that. Um, anything else? I think we're good. I think that's it. Enjoy the pizza. I uh, got the boys. My, my kids starting school tomorrow. So I'm going to, you know, be cooking their favorite meals tonight. Oh. And uh, we're going to get ready, go to bed early, oh. get back in the get back in the swing of things, DV. You know, I got a shout out. I got a shout out of Team Pat guy. And this is another reason I love the Nut Hut. You got the cook. We got the cooking channel, Golby's Kitchen in the Discord. Oh, yeah. And there's some yeah. good recipes in there, drink recipes, food. Everybody's a good, you know, the community's helping each other out. But our boy Dylan Hess, longtime Nut Hut member, loyal Nut Hut member, um, absolutely you know, it, he does, it doesn't he do it professionally. Like he's a, he's a grill smoker man professionally or something. Yeah. Gave me an incredible recipe for some ribs. And uh, I had them yesterday, Pat. Oh, I mean, what a day I had yesterday. They, they were the best ribs I believe I've ever, I've ever made. And his recipe was money. So shout out to you, Dylan, team, team Pat guy. Look, look at this team Pat, team DB, you know, love that's going, it's coming and going. It's, it's both ways. I love it. Good to see. It warms the heart. Yeah, he's he's great, great cook, great team Pat guy. So uh, yeah. glad glad you were able to. I mean, like I said, there's knowledge being dropped in all different ways in the Nut Hut DB. Um, so I feel so good. It feels so good to not be down 45 units, man. God, it just. I mean, I just feel light as a feather. I feel like I could have flown here to Chicago myself. That's how good it feels. God, thank you, Lucas Glover. Thank you, Betting Wheel. Oh. Just beautiful. All right. That's all I got. Make sure you be green. Bend over your bucket. See ya. Out. You're going to hit the button there, Pat. You're in control. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs>